special Wednesday edition. I'm going to start to do these regularly again, and uh, who knows, you might even just enjoy this particular segment. I've entitled it No Holds Barred, and that has no specific reference to the big muscles on my guest host for today, and you guys know him as Baby Trump or Chris Eriks. Welcome to Right On Radio. Welcome, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Hey, I just caught a little bit of your last show. Uh, what a great guest. Yeah, I told you, man. I want the whole world to know about that, man. Um, unbelievable. I told you I was so fired up. Unbelievable. Yeah, and he's got a movie coming out. What was the name of the movie one more time? It's called Sex Nation. Um, I will be at the premiere March 23rd. And I'm praying we will premiere it at my event that you will be speaking at on the 25th. Amen. Where's his premiere? Is it close or you have to travel far? It is in uh, Dallas. Ah, right around the corner from you. Wonderful. So, Chris, we're going to do some news today or we're going to talk about some church stuff. Um, In fact, here's what I was thinking, Chris, uh, because... We talked earlier this morning, and uh, we're prepared to go in many different directions, but I would like to hear from the audience. Do you want to hear about apostasy in the church, or would you like to hear some news and discussion, or possibly even both? Hmm. So we'll just wait to get some interaction in the chat, but Chris, what's on your mind? What would you like to start with? You know, I I mean, I just I was so fired up, obviously you can see me with Yako. I mean, anything anything goes with me. I mean, you and I talked about the East Palestinian thing that's going on, the obviously the apostasy that's going on in the church. Um, whatever whatever moves people, that's what I'm for. So I don't I don't have a preference. Well, I have a story that uh, 
I would like to bring up, and this is more Canadian-specific, but if you're listening from anywhere around the world, guess what? It's coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So this is so bad. Um, I've talked about it before on this program. You know, we don't have, in Canada, they don't have enough money for vets. There's vets being homeless and record things. They're not getting the money that they're owed. They're not getting the support that they're given. Uh, and yet, now, uh, Justin Trudeau, or Justin Castro, as I like to call him, right. uh, he has just announced that any one of his governmental staff that wants to get a sex change, oh, I saw government yep. will pay using tax dollar monies up to <laughs> 75 grand. Oh, man. And I'll just tell you, um, and this would be icky. I would wear gloves, but I would chop off his penis for free. <laughs> I don't even think he has one. I think he has a mangina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he has. And, uh, man, it's, this, this guy is sick. But So listen to this. So one of the things they're doing, and this is where I was going with it, uh, I've talked about it before on the show. They have this program called MADE, and it's government-assisted suicide. And so, for instance, a war veteran goes in with PTSD, and they're saying, mm -hmm. well, you know what? You could go on meds, or we could just kill you. Wow. This is literally happening. That's right. Hold on. Your your thirteen year old son goes to yeah. the goes to the doctor and says, "You know what? I'm feeling depressed." The doctor says, "Well, we can kill you. You yep. can go to a nice yep. place." Yep. And they don't need parental permission. No. no. Well, and this is how you know. I mean, obviously, with the East Palestinian, you're seeing how they're you know rubbing people out. Right. And so in, in different countries, you're going to see different waves and different ways of doing this, because don't forget, I mean, what is it, 2030 now? You know, they have to get down to what is it, quarter of a million? Is it quarter of a billion people? What is it? Yeah, they want, they want to go down to 500 million right. people. So, so yeah, that, that's now, a lot of people yeah. to go with. But let, let me, so let me tell you what the apostasy of this story is, Chris, and I'm going to read some of it, not all of it, but the United Church of Canada, which now marries gays and stuff like that, that yep. might be a segue in a second, <laughs> but oh, yeah. listen to this. As euthanasia made becomes prevalent in Canada and available to an expanded list of people with physical or mental illnesses, the United Church of Canada has approved the following pro-euthanasia prayer written by cleric David Sparks and Sheila Noyes, former co-president of the Euthanasia Lobby Group, <laughs> Dying with Dignity in Canada. Now, I'm just, I'm just going to, this prayer is pretty long. But I'm just going to give you a sample of it. It starts off like this. It doesn't start off like, dear Lord, or, you know, any of the natural right. things you do, of course, because these people are Satanists, and they really don't know how to do it, I guess. But it says, I am afraid. I feel fear, 
penetrating my mind and my heart. I feel fear in my gut. I am afraid to die. I don't know what lies beyond the barrier of death. But I'm afraid to release myself to the great unknown. I'm heartbreaking and afraid to leave my family. I'm still needed. I have to let go of hope for healing. And I have to hold on to hope for the next life. I'm afraid that my family and loved ones, children and grandchildren will be troubled when I tell them I plan to die using medical aid dying. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's, it's like, listen, it even goes, listen, I'm just going to read some highlighted lines, actually. Let me continue with it. This is still the prayer and it's long, but I'm just going to give you the highlights. I hope they will be proud of my decision and will understand that MAID, the government program, is consistent with love and compassion of Jesus. I have such peace knowing this in my choice. My family loves me, but they cannot feel my suffering. They cannot comprehend my helplessness. So this is the prayer. They're encouraging people to pray. And then it goes on. The choice to determine whether I've had enough gives me peace even in the midst of the fear. <laughs> like, oh, my, oh my gosh. This is from the United Church. <laughs> well, it goes back to the Bible. Jesus says what? Every religion is perverted. Every religion is perverted. Anything, United Church, you might as well call it one world religion. Right? I mean, yeah. It's the same thing. To me, it's it's no different. What's the difference? You know? Um, but to be allowed to that, to be allowed to just off people without even their consent, I mean, wow. It's going quicker than I thought. Oh, man. Man, I think they're just getting warmed up. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And like I said, they got to they gotta find ways of, you know, getting rid of people and this is their legal way of doing such yeah and all. the government literally has counselors to convince people that this is the right thing for them to do wow wow i it's it's a, I, I mean nothing phases me anymore obviously because of you know what we've gone through um the last three years you know but um, yeah, I'm I'm totally astounded by that prayer. I mean, it's not even a prayer. <laughs> well, and listen, there, there's two female doctors in Canada, and they're like younger. They're like late 30s, early 40s, you know. And uh, yeah. and they were bragging about the MAID program, and because they were some of the first to you know become involved with it. And between the two of them, they were able to kill 1,200 people last year. They were wow. so excited. Well, I, it's it's insane. I mean, where does it stop? You know, like where where does it end? I mean, now we're just serving them up to the government. I mean, it's not even hard anymore. They they're just having, you know, their will with us, and they're desensitizing the public for it. So when they eventually say, and they will say this. The, the Christians are the only people not going along. They're going against humanity. We must get rid of them. They're the ones holding back. 
the Ascension Man. You know, the Christians are the only ones without Christ consciousness, Chris. We must, they're not ascending. We have to get rid of them so the rest of us can ascend and open up our seventh chakra. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's all about the Christians. It's all about, you know, how are they going to get people to constantly turn against the Christians? To the point where they persecute us legally. Yeah, yeah. And coming up in my mass uh, mass deception series, I'm gonna. So it'll continue probably under a different name, but the actual series is gonna end with a program, and I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert. It's uh, how parents will kill their children, or kids will kill their parents. And they're going to do it in the name of God, thinking they're doing them a favor. It's already oh. in place, and it's already forming yeah. in the church right now. And I'm talking the Christian church, not the Buddhist church, right. not the Muslim church. Because you know what? The devil doesn't need to go after those ones. By Bible standards, they are already antichrists. Yep. So, children of the corn. Do you remember that movie? I never saw it, but I remember the movie. Oh, so believe it or not, guess what movie they have coming out? They're doing a revision of. Now, you now Hollywood tells us a lot, right? So the movies that they constantly revise and they constantly keep doing. Um, so it's called Possessed by a Spirit in a Dying Cornfield, 12-year-old girl. Nebraska recruits other children in her small town to go on a bloody rampage and kill all the adults and anyone else who opposes her and her religion beliefs. Soon a bright high school student won't go along with the plan and becomes the town's only hope for survival. And I believe his name was, um, oh, what was his name? begin with an H. Oh, man. But, I mean, that is, <laughs> I mean, never mind the dark entity. We know that, you know, we know that is, you know, uh, Satan. But the whole conjure and the whole narrative of that is that the children kill the adults. And, but Chris, that's just the next evolution because if you follow Hollywood and what the, and the you know they they take bit by bit by bit, and you know at first they're making the kids smarter than their parents, right? Yeah. Um, they've taken away parental authority. You're not allowed to hit your kids. You're not you know they've completely it's the inversion. Everything is upside down. It's this is the way Satan works. Well, and you have to understand, so let's talk about that, right? So in the Bible, everything goes back to the Bible. So in the Bible, you know, they talk about, even if you think of the Romans, right? Because everything, all roads lead back to Rome, right? That Remember, like, I think it was in um, 300 and the Gladiator. Remember, they start them out young, right? So because, and in the Bible, it says, you know, you are to talk about the word of God to your youngins, right? That to me, that is the only thing a parent has to do. They have one job 
That is to bring their child up in the word of God and for them to be not a good witness, a great witness towards their child, right? Because to me, that is a rental. That is God's child. That's how I see a child. That's how much I, you could see how much stock and value I have in a child, right? And so, you know, that is Satan too, right? I want to get them younger because, you know, Yako and I talked about this, right? Where they're young, so they get broke. Once they're broke like a horse, they never come back. That's it. Yeah, especially in the formative years, right? That's why they do it. Yeah. What is it? I think it's the seven years old, I think it is, right? Seven or nine, I think, right? And then after that, everything is repetitive to them. But I think it's up to seven. I think it's seven years old, is, and there's that number seven, right? God's number. But I think it's seven. After seven, anything that they are taught, it it then that now is it really it just builds onto that foundation that was laid. Yes. yes, yes. So that's why they like to get them younger because they wanna they wanna break their spirit. They wanna break their mind. Right. And so when you break their spirit, when you break their mind, guess what? Now you have them. And the younger, the better. So, you know, I, I think that's their plan. Um, and that's why they're going after their children. That's why they're putting in the schools now. You know, that's why you got <laughs> that's why you got schools teaching yoga at gym. Yoga at gym for kids. When, I'm sorry. When did when did yoga be a, a chill has become a children thing now? Yeah, it's not a, it's not about anything other than them and um um what's the word um asking well, other deities yeah mm -hmm. asking other deities yeah spiritual yeah and so now at a younger age they're being taught this. They're being taught. Look at look at the video games. I mean, okay, the video games I had growing up and you growing up, Donkey Kong, okay, right, Pac-Man, right, Asteroids. Look at the games now. They're demonic. Everything is demonic. And you've got these kids watching it. And, you know, and I bring up superheroes for the teenagers, you know. Uh, you know, they want to look up to the superheroes as a God, you know, and so now they're not looking at Jesus as a God. They're looking at these superheroes that were gods, like I mean, it goes back to Rome and Greece, right? Back yeah, they, they are. They, it's it's the old. Yeah, it's the old Nephilim gods, you know, yeah. the small yeah. gods. But but here's the here's the deception and the predictive programming of that, Chris. I truly believe that's part of the end time deception that they're programming the kids so they'll be susceptible to it because all these superpowers that these characters have, guess what? You can be a god too. You're right. Yep, you're absolutely right. That's where and it's that's going. It's conditioning. Want. Yep, that's what they want. That I am, I am, I am, I am. The only I am is God. He says it in the Bible. I am. I am the truth. I am love, right? Love is not God. God is love. Ooh, there's one, right? Yaku even said that. God is love. People say, oh, love, love, love. Love is God. No, it's not. 
God is love. And and this I am and Well, this is the age of Aquarius, right? <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. It, remember that song? This is the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. What was that from? Um uh well, oh my god. Jesus well that would Christ be a late song. song. But it, listen, that's exactly what it is. And and we gotta remember the hippie movement was you yes. know all about love and stuff like that in the age of Aquarius and that's what we're coming back into because the devil's not going to be, you know, when he reveals himself, he's going to be uh, this ugly, looking demonic thing. He comes as no. an angel of light and it's going to be love, love, love. Love, love, love. And look at now. We have the Asbury Park, right? What they call the revival. And then, you know, I outed them and said, no, 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 no. This was not of God. You and I talked about this this morning about you know somebody near and dear to me and you know i'm i'm having a conversation with this person because it, here's the thing it's either of god or of the devil you know and god does not want anything to be gray he wants you to choose teams his team or the devil that's it and so now you bring that up with the hippie movement well the hippie movement what they did a revival right isn't that the, the the movie that's out now that everybody is running to? Jesus the Revolution, but they're not seeing. Wait a second, hold on. Who is this Lonnie Frisbee? Oh, Lonnie Frisbee was a gay. He was gay. He was homosexual. Well, did he repent? Does he repent in that movie? Do they show that? Do they talk about repentance? Do they talk about the gospel of repentance and? God gave his only begotten son, right, to die on the cross for us, for our sins? No, it doesn't. Well, no, no. This all, I saw the movie on Saturday, and right. they do cover the gospel a bit, and they don't cover Lonnie Frisbee's uh, falling. They where, where the movie ends was he had just left that church to move to Florida, and then, you know, the story uh, if it, it just gives a printout and says he later got divorced and, you know, and then he died in the nineties, but mm -hmm. he died a horrible death. He died of AIDS. Yes. Yes. And you know, the, so to what I'm saying, the most important piece they left out that to me is so crucial because in that movie, and I haven't seen it, but just what I've heard, and I'm going to watch it so I can so I can deconstruct it and go, okay, what narrative are they trying to send? Now I can tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be tent revivals all over the place, and 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 they're not going to be godly led because you and I had this conversation a week ago. I had somebody say to me, "Hey, Chris." We want you. We want you to do a revival at your event. I go, wait a second. That's not how it goes. It has to be organic. It has to just happen. I cannot make God be there. I cannot. That's a whole part of a revival. And you never know about a revival until years after, right? So these people now, you're going to want, watch what I say. You're going to have tents popping up all over the place. And you're going to have, mark my words, you're going to have these people in our community, <clears throat> Jeff, 
It's going to be the false prophets and stuff like the counterfeits. that. Counterfeits. It's going to be the false prophets. It's going to be people that aren't even Christian going to be part of it. And it'll it's be all be about a feeling when you're there. Um, I have yes. a new word, uh, you know, a new word. So not the word. I have a new word. And it's all about the feeling. Uh, uh, guarantee. And by the way, I really was suspect when this, I didn't even know this movie was coming out. You know, I don't pay attention to Hollywood and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But, is, you know, we hear about the Asbury and then all of a sudden this movie comes out. That was very suspect to me. And, and by the way, for those of you who are wondering, I enjoyed the movie. I, I did. Um, I haven't gone to see a movie in over four years. Uh, it wasn't, you know, blood and gore and stuff like that. And the Lord's name was lifted up. So was the word of God and some were some principles of God. Now, uh, the other thing, the other side to it is it lifts up some of the characters that were in the movie that were portrayed. And, uh, and you know, uh, I have some definite opinions on them. Oh, yeah. Like Kelsey Grammer, for one. You know, calls himself a Christian scientist. Scientology, where I came from. Um, but now, you know, he, There is a claim that he was quite moved during the making of that movie. So we don't know where that'll go. We don't know. Um, we don't know, I, we don't gonna, know his heart, you know. And, and, and also, uh, I saw an interview with the guy, John, who plays Christ in The Chosen, uh, and the producer of the movie, and they said when they filmed the baptism scenes in the ocean, you know, they had about 300 extras there. And what surprised them was some people were actually getting saved. And there was a, there was a couple scenes when they said, you know, do you did Jesus die on the cross for you? Would Are you for repentant of your sins and stuff like that? And they go down in the water and they come up. And uh, according to the producer and that uh, one actor guy, there was actually some people legitimately saved there. That's their word. I don't know. Now, let's talk about something. So what I saw in Asbury was an experience. God is not an experience. Being a Christian is not an experience, okay? And, and, and if you think about the Bible, it says what? There will be what? Miracles. There will be, you know, wonders, right? Now, think about that. If you're so focused on the the ways and the wonders and the miracles, right? Why are you so focused on that and not on God, right? That is how you get tricked. That is the counterfeit. That's how <laughs> the Christians are going to get deceived by the Antichrist. Well, it's been happening for hundreds of years in that yeah. in that fashion. Yeah, and so now it makes a lot of sense to me because I'm watching it. At first, I never understood it. Now I'm watching it, and I, I, Jeff, I can't tell you how clearly I see it. I don't know if it's you know the spiritual realm I'm watching. I, I don't know, but I see it so clear. I can't even explain to you, but I, I see that I'm watching Christians now get tricked. I'm watching them looking for that experience. You don't go to church for the experience. You go to the church for what? The fellowship, right? To learn the word of God that you, nine times out of 10, you don't get, right? And that's why you're there. You're not there for the ambiance and the experience. 
We got to get away from that. Remember what it says in the Bible, if it tickles your ears, it's of Satan. Well, you know what? And it's, it's yeah, it's, people are going for the experience and it's a tickling. And by the way, you can experience God. I've experienced God in profound ways. Well, you can experience him, but it is not an experience. In other words, what I'm saying is, it, uh, here's why. I'll give an example. When you go to a concert, right? You ever go to a concert before? Uh, yeah, I used to throw them. <laughs> yeah. I know you did. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm asking. Okay. What is the crowd's feeling? What is the crowd's feeling before a concert? Oh, it's so much anticipation and okay. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And ever since they get the tickets, you know, they're they're excited right. about it. All right, so they're excited. There's that anticipation. Okay, what is their feeling during the concert, during the event? Um, they're stoned. They're stoned, elation, <laughs> joyful, right? Out of their minds, out of a. You hear this all the time, an out-of-body experience, right? And then even afterwards, they're vibrating, right? How about a week later? How about a month later? A month later, are they still vibrating? Do they still have that no, fully gone. No, they don't. It's gone. That so, is the power of, of what happens. Of the experience. Time. Of the experience yeah, and, and the, the concerts are, are rituals. And by the way, so are sporting events. And mm -hmm. I think a sporting event is an even better experience uh, example of this because, you know, if you're in the stands at an NFL game or something like that and your team scores, everybody, your whole community around you, you're high fiving each other, you don't know each other, Bump you're jumping the coffee yeah. and yeah. Yeah. you're screaming. Yeah. And yet uh, people don't want to pray out loud to God. You're right. They're screaming. I talked about this at the Super Bowl. So mind you, I'm at the Super Bowl VIP party on top of the Biltmore with NFL athletes, former NFL athletes, NBA athletes, former NBA, right? And I'm saying this. People are screaming here in a couple of hours for millionaires, right? They're wearing jerseys. And they don't have their names on them, but you don't want to scream or you don't want to praise and worship God for 10 minutes? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, and when I said that, it like it sent like uh, a shock of tidal waves through people and they started putting me on podcasts <laughs> because they – Again, Jeff, they didn't. They did not think that I would be speaking the way that I do with confidence, right? Um, and then when I started speaking, they were like, "Wait, we got to get you on a podcast. Wait, we got to get you on TV." Um, but it's so true and it's so profound that we have to, as humans, right? Even now, we have to experience. We don't have to play a video game now. We have to have virtual reality. We got to be in the game now, right? Right? It oh, went no. from, well, think about it, it went from Pong, two lines and a dot, <laughs> right? And then it went to Donkey Kong, right? And then it went to, you know, um, cops and robbers and, you know, Grand Theft Auto. 
to now virtual reality where you're in the game and you're doing the murdering and you're doing the spells. Yeah. Right? I mean, so what 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 is the next step? You know, is you're gonna actually be doing it. Yeah, and because I think there's an inversion of the uh, metaverse and and real life that there's there's a conjunction that's going to happen, and people are going to have a hard time separating them, or uh, people will not want to leave their virtual life to come into their regular life. That's right. They're going to get so sucked up into their virtual life. I mean, I'm watching... You know, there are robots out there now, you know, virtual reality. You're, you talk about porn. <laughs> you're, you're talking porn on a whole nother level. I mean, you're going to see, you're going to see divorce skyrocket. You're going to see not just men, but women, more women. Because with the virtual reality, you know, you're going to be able, I was talking to a guy. And um, I'm, I'm going to get involved in this. But when he started telling me, I was like, ah, well, I don't gamble. But, but he was saying, look, if you want a dealer, you can have a woman dealer. You could have a man dealer. You know what I mean? You could have a pretty blonde as a woman. You know? I was like, what? And this is gambling online. I was like, holy crap. Even gambling has this now. And yeah. I, I was blown away by that. Man, where where does all this stuff go, Chris? What what do you see in the next year? So I think in the next year, it's just gonna it's just gonna keep multiplying. It is not gonna get better. It is not gonna get better. And for people that oh, this is a white hat movement, you know, oh, this is you know the white hats are. If I hear one more time, one person go, the white hats are in control. You know what, Jeff? I'm doing a shirt. I'm gonna do white, it's gonna be a shirt, okay? Probably be black. I'm gonna have white hats are in control with a big X on the front. And it's gonna say, only God is in control. Because Amen. that is the, look, I could sit here and I could plan my whole day today, right? But God is gonna put people in my path. God is gonna do things that is going to mess up my plan, right? He's going to do it. Why? Because that's who he is. He controls us. He controls every day. Now, we as humans, obviously with businesses like you and I, and multiple businesses, we have to have a plan. But that's not to say God is going to put something in your way. How many times, Jeff, have you been running late right, for me or whatever, and you're angry. And you're like, man, I can't believe it. But had you been there and you pull up in five minutes, if you were there five minutes earlier, you would have been in the wreck in, in front of you. You know, yeah. there is a reason that God does and plans the things that he has for you. Well, that that's true, although, you know, <laughs> I've been in that situation before and you know, it's funny when I'm running late and I, and I hate that feeling, you know, me, Chris, I'm very yeah. diligent, very prompt, very professional. And uh, in many ways, so that's just, you know, been in my career. And, uh, so one thing I do when I am running late is I purposely slow down. 
And I do that for a couple reasons. First of all, if you, you know, drive frantically and you're all stressed out and you pull into the parking lot and you go up the elevator and you go into the meeting room, you're, you're pasty and stuff like that. You're out of breath. You look stressed. I, I just figure, you know what? Slow down. And even walk slower into the building. Okay, you're going to be a little bit more late. That's fine. You're already late. But, Chris, and you're going to appreciate this. I walk in with style. <laughs> I used to, I'm, I'm such a jerk. I, I, I used to be late. I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. I used to be late on purpose to parties, to events, especially, especially networking events. My buddy, who I, who I hope comes up, uh, Jeff, to my event, Scott, oh my gosh, is he going to tell you stories? But, you know, he would say, man, Chris, he owned a, um, a networking company, right? And literally, I would always walk in late on purpose. I had to make an entrance <laughs> all the time, all the time. I would never be early. Um, now I am. Now I'm on time. Now I'm early. Now it's not making an appearance. Um, Oh my God. Come on, you make an appearance just by the clothes you wear. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, I don't do it purposely, you know, to be late, right? Or, you know, I'll give you an example. Look at the last time in my event, you know, my when I first introduced Melissa Redpill, I wasn't even dressed. You know, you guys were making fun of me because I was in a cutoff muscle hood, which by the way, I'm going to do again this event. And, um, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't even dressed for the event. And then I went upstairs and I changed, but there was a reason for that to happen because when I did that, it, so many people loved that transition. And it was almost, I was sending out, like I was, um, reckoning to resurrection, right? That transformation. I know you had that transformation. Pretty much everybody that was, um, look at Shannon, 12 years old Shannon, who I talked to his dad yesterday. Um, he had a transition period. You know what his dad told me was that, you know, and, and this is getting back to the children. You know, here, if you get anything from this conversation with Jeff and I, and you are a parent, and you have a child, I want you to listen to me. You can learn from your child. I have learned so much from my girlfriends. He's 17 years old now. I met him when he was 15. Number one, I'm a better man today than I was two years ago. Here's why. Being a good witness to him wasn't good enough. I had to be a great witness. I had to, to instill you know, Jesus in him and, and which he had, but I really wanted him to have it. And, and, in every breath and everything that he did was that I had to get better. And the conversations, um, Jeff, he's hopefully going to be there and you're going to meet him. And man, you meet this dude. I mean, you're, you're going to be taken away and I'm going to bring him on my podcast, hopefully. And cause I want him to talk to other teenagers why why didn't you do drugs why didn't you go the wrong way why are you still celebrate like you know what i mean like why uh, to me he is 
Shannon, because you met Shannon at 12, he yep. is Shannon grown up at 17. You know what I mean? Good head on his shoulders, you know, rock solid, is more mature than any other adult that I've had, you know, a conversation with. But you can learn from them and, and listen. I talked to Shannon's dad yesterday, and he told me the very same thing. Yes, I had Jesus in my life. But man, I've learned so much from Shannon. How about that? And for a man, a father to admit that about, you know, his 12-year-old son that he learned from him, that to me is a true man and a true um, godly man. That if you if you have your child brought up in, in God, in Jesus Christ, the right way, you will be able to learn from your child. And you'll be able to learn from one another. And just for those of you who are listening and you don't know who Shannon is, uh, Shannon was a guest at uh, Chris's last event and I was able to meet him. He's a 12-year-old boy who has had his life radically changed. Uh, he makes movies with Lego with political commentary. They're quite brilliant uh, for his age. But he most impressively got up on stage and spoke as a keynote speaker for about 15 minutes and i'm going to tell the audience the truth and I, i'm a pretty confident uh, public speaker yeah. but oh, while yeah. he was on because chris didn't publish the order as he told us he would <laughs> so <laughs> you know, while was on, i'm sitting there going please god do not let me be next <laughs> you never want to go on after an animal act or a kid act right you know <laughs> right right yeah, but, you know, he's going to be there again. And, you know, having that conversation, I was like, wow. Like, if, if we really if we really hone in on God first and foremost and submit ourselves to him, then everything else, our children and everything else um, is going to work out, right? But it's when we are in the gray area then our children end up in the gray area then they make poor decisions right and so then it's that vicious circle jeff right now if you can say okay you know what i know like okay going back to asbury you know saying okay you know what i know i'm gay all right so i'm gonna go to this outpouring and i'm gonna repent and I and I and I'm sorry, and I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And then when I leave out of that church, I will deny myself of that old person I was, right? Yeah. And so now I'm a straight man, and I'm not going on my social media telling people I'm proud. I'm a proud gay Christian. This is how God made me. This is who I am. And, and so that is what we have to get away from, is that pride in our sin. Well, um, one of the reasons Chris is bringing this up, uh, I, I don't think the, the audience has the background on it, uh, Chris, because I haven't brought this out on my show previously, but one of the, what Chris is talking about is that the Asbury uh, revival, uh, the worship team and the worship leader uh, were predominantly gay. The whole leadership, not just him. It was the whole leadership. Um, it was, but the worship leader. And what he did was he tried to equate that 
with people of color and women saying, hey, you know, people of color and women and queers and, and homosexuals and transgenders, you know, we've all been treated poorly by the church. Um, no, no, you haven't. And as a matter of fact, I was saved almost 18 years ago. It'll be 18 this year. And my worship pastor was a black American. And then he got fired because he had an affair. And guess what? You know who the next person was? A woman that led the worship. So I don't believe in that. But to equate, you know, being, you know, gay and yeah. homosexual. Well, listen, of I, first of all, just my opinion. Um, listen, if I, if I was a pastor of a church and someone was gay, they came in, they wanted to find out about God. Well, God bless them because, you know what, I've, I've been a sinner all my life too. Um, yes. But you, you can't put them on leadership. Um, it just like, just like if a man is having an affair on his wife or, you know, someone is, has a criminal conviction, uh, you know, coming up and stuff like that, that's just recent. They, they have to be removed from leadership. They can't be elevated to it. Right. That That's exactly right. Um, you know, we have pastors in this movement, you know, that, you know, they're, they're, they're pedophiles, you know, or their wives are pedophiles and. They should not be in ministry at all. They need to step down and they should not lead people to Christ whatsoever. I'm sorry. Um, you know, and whether you say it healed or whatever, and to tell me that, you know, pedophilia isn't a lifestyle. Well, um, you know, there's a reason why when a pedophile goes to prison or jail, they kill him. <laughs> You know what I mean? There, there's a reason why they do that. So, um, and it goes back to the Bible. If you let, if you bring any child this sin or so much this sin against me, you might as well put a millstone around your neck and jump, and you're better off to jump in the sea. I mean, that is God telling you what? Oh, yeah. You better kill yourself because the wrath that you're going to have from me, oh, I mean, when God tells you to kill yourself, I don't. I don't think there's another verse in the Bible that says that, other than there. Yeah, yeah I don't think there is. And uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden you go to prison, and Bubba is your cellmate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and and look, rightfully so, and and you know, and you get what you deserve, and then what happens is they do away with you. You know, when Satan is done with you, what does he do? He chews you up and spits you out. Yeah. And that's, what, and that's what Bubba does. When he's done with you and using and abusing you, guess what happens? They, they, they extinguish you. They get rid of you. Yeah. So, you know, there's been so many people talking about the Asbury thing. And, you know, uh, and you and I might differ on a couple issues. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. iron sharp, sharpens iron, you know. Yes. Uh, that's how we learn by talking about these things. Um, I I just but, don't want people to get caught up in this revival. You know, Juan and I had this conversation this morning. I mean, it's getting to the point, and I loved what he said. He said, where people are going to really have to dig down and really choose because there's so much counterfeit out there, and it's coming more and more. You're absolutely right, but you, you know what, I, and I, this is where I'll differ with you just a little bit. At the very top of the show, you said, 
you know, it's it's either of God or it's of the devil. Well, I've got historical proof, in my opinion, uh, that, you know, even though the devil is doing something, God can still show up. And God yes. meets each individual where they are, even if it's a show from the devil. And, you know, um, God can still show up and because God's not afraid. Now, you know, uh, that's... That's just my opinion, of course. Uh, but I well, feel it right. happened with me, Jeff. It happened with me with Chippendales. My last name is was not Eric's, right? My last name was a Masonic name, Steinbrunn, right? And so when we were coming up with a name, I got a godly name, Eric's, which is a, a light heat guided missile system. <laughs> Right? That takes out a tank in a heartbeat. That is me. That is who I am. Right? And and that is a warrior of God. And I did not know that warriors of God are named after weapon. I had no idea. Somebody told me that. And I was like, really? So for me to have a name while I was doing Satan's work, right? I, I truly believe that. But then I also believe, and you and I talked about this, the affiliation process, right? that, you know, who you are affiliated. I, like I tell people, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. And so, you know, I wouldn't want to be affiliated, especially now, and especially, I mean, you saw the guests I just had on, Yako. I mean, that is who I want to lock arms with. Somebody like you is who I want to lock arms with. Somebody that is in the gray area or they don't know anybody or they – but they they flop. They go from one side to the other. To me, if I don't know your loyalty, you know what is it? Um, uh, blood blood makes you um, related. Loyalty makes you family. I'm gonna put that on a shirt too, because I don't now. I don't know where your allegiance is or your loyalty. I have to know where that is. Um, for me, for being the man that I am and, and what I'm doing um, and the things that I'm putting on um, and doing for God, I got to know. I got to know who is in my corner and I got to know who is in the gray area. Yeah, and it's getting harder to tell these days. I just got to say, yes. you know, it's uh, it's amazing. But you know what? I just I, I want to give a quick plug. Uh, you know, come March 25th, meet uh, Chris and myself in Dallas, Texas. Uh, tickets can be found on reckoningfest.com. Uh, there's a deal for a hotel. You got Juan O'Savin there, Loy Brunson from the Brunson Brothers. Uh, a whole bunch of people uh, are there. One that I'm personally looking forward to seeing Chris and I'm really excited about is Billy Falcon is yes. going to be there. The guy is writing some of the most amazing songs. And uh, if you don't know Billy Falcon's background, well, just look at the string of hits that Bon Jovi has mm -hmm. written by Billy Falcon. Over 70 songs. Over 70 yeah. songs. Bon Jovi's the one that found him. Um, you know, I said this about him when he came on my podcast the other day. I said, Billy, you sound better. You sound stronger. And he told me, I am. He feels it. Um, he's in a debut of song um, about heaven hears the children cry. Man, you talk about God, right? 
having him debut that song, having Yako Boyens there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Premiering that movie, Sex Nation. Um, hopefully I'm going to have Jimmy Levy there too. Another person that went dark after American Idol is now giving his life to Christ. Um, I want him to take this stage as well and perform. He did a song called Take the Lead. Um, and I want him to sing Hallelujah, a couple other songs. Um, I really think this time around, Jeff, this is going to be, and not that the last time wasn't, but I think this is going to be more of a God-led moment. I really do. Yeah, and when Billy Falcon uh, performs that song, I have a feeling the entire room is going to cry. I'm just, uh, I'm just putting that out there. He has uh, that yeah. uh, that type of power. And by the way, when you when you come to this event, uh, again, tickets are at reckoningfest.com. Uh, use the coupon code right on. Uh, all one word, R-I-G-H-T-O-N, all one word, right on. When you put in the coupon code, you get 10% off, but it's only for the next couple days. So yes. please act on that today. And uh, did you know that all of your meals are included? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It mm -hmm. starts off with a morning concert. There's breakfast. There's going to be lunch served. There's going to be a beautiful dinner. Uh, it's like a really great event. Uh, and I know some of the secrets that Chris has put into this. Uh, you don't want to miss it, folks. Yeah. And the VIP tickets, Jeff, um, they are selling out quickly. Once they're gone, they're gone. I can't add any more. I'm going over to the event center today um, to uh, finalize some things. And then more importantly, the rooms, the rooms are going to be the issue. Um, it's not going to be the VIP tickets. It is going to be the rooms. Do not wait last minute. Uh, there's a special deal on the Sandman. That's where I put Jeff the last time. So they're giving us a special deal again. And then also the comfort in. So those are the two um, big things, VIP tickets and rooms. Now, excellent. Looking forward to it. Go to reckoningfest.com. Uh, look at the lineup. Look at everything you get. And there's so much more that Chris Chris wants to wow you. He's going to wow you uh, when you get there. And, uh, by the way, this is not going to be streamed for free, this event, this time. Uh, it's going to be a pay-per-view stream, which I think is a really wise thing to do. And I know I'm going to have a very special message for that day. I'm praying over it. In fact, the Lord's given me kind of two paths to look down right now. I don't know which one he's going to really uh, bring up with me, but uh, I don't think I'm going to post it on my channel afterwards either. So, yeah. um, I think I'm just going to leave whatever is brought there to that room. And I might just tell people what I said, but I won't give the uh, specifics. So go to reckoningfest.com. Final word, Chris. Uh, final word. Wow. Um, oh, I know. Be bold, be weird, be you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's a little hint in there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Thanks for being here, everyone. Right on radio. Right on radio.